This afternoon we're going to introduce, is this on? Okay. This a, I couldn't hear. This afternoon we're going to introduce the practice of mudita, which is um, translated as either sympathetic joy or appreciative joy. The building that some of you are staying in I think is just called joy, which is a pretty good abode. It is in all of the meditation practices that I've been exposed to, it is the happiest practice that I know of. It's the most uplifting and um, joyful meditation practice that I've been exposed to. So it's a pleasure to uh, share it with you all. It's a pleasure to do it singly or together. And if you develop a relationship with this practice that works for you, it becomes an ally that you can bring into your life and bring into your meditation whenever you're feeling a little bit gloomy. You can just start to direct the attention to mudita and use the phrase that we'll use for mudita and you'll find, I think, that it will, it will lift your heart in many different occasions. The basic concept of sympathetic joy is that we become joyful at the happiness of others. That is, when we, ex the open heart experiences another's happiness, it makes us happy. So, I hope you see how it's the kind of symmetric counterpart to compassion. Metta lays the foundation of the open heart. When that open heart looks on suffering, it turns into compassion. It's the flavor that responds to sorrow. But when the open heart looks on happiness, the flavor that comes through is this quality of mudita. And it is that we resonate with the other being's happiness. I don't know if you've ever looked at a sitar, the Indian instrument, stringed instrument. It's got, I think it's seven strings on top, which are the primary strings that the sort of melody goes on. But then it's got 12 strings underneath that are called sympathetic strings. They're not usually plucked, they're occasionally strummed, but their function is to resonate with the main string. So when a frequency like the note A is plucked on a main string, the sympathetic string underneath that's tuned to that frequency will also resonate. And that's part of what gives the sitar the rich sound. So that's kind of an image of what's happening for us in mudita practice. Somebody out there is happy, and if our heart is, is free and capable, it responds to that frequency and we get happy from their happiness. So it's the contagious effect of happiness. A really simple example, I answered the phone a while ago, I said hello, it was a friend I hadn't heard from for a while and I said, how are you? And she immediately said, I'm wonderful. And without even thinking about it, I immediately said back to her, I'm wonderful too. And it was just because her wonderful had triggered my wonderful. And it just responded like that. So that's the flavor of mudita. When the heart is open and unburdened, this is the way it reacts to happiness. Now there's a little bit of a controversy in our Theravadan tradition about sympathetic joy and appreciative joy. And I want to lay out the controversy and then tell you my opinion on it, which is, which is the one we'll follow today. <laughs> so some teachers in this tradition say that sympathetic joy can only arise in response to somebody else. 
Appreciative joy also includes the possibility that we can be happy about our own happiness. So the sympathetic joy proponents say, oh, that's too selfish. You shouldn't really do yourself as a subject in mudita because it gets too self-centered. You're getting happy about your own happiness. That's not altruistic enough. But I'm of the appreciative joy camp, and that's what we're going to do today. So we will start off bringing in, as with the compassion practice, we brought in somebody whose suffering was really apparent. In the mudita practice, we're going to bring in somebody whose happiness is really apparent. That will be our first subject. We do that because they're considered the easiest people to experience this response toward. And then after that, we'll do ourselves. Now, the interesting thing about this is if you become happy at your own situation or happiness, there's, it's very close to a common um, spiritual emotion that's sometimes taught or discussed. Any sense? Think about that. When you get happy about your own good fortune, what's that like? Gratitude. Gratitude. It's very, it's very close in feeling and origin to gratitude. So I think of this as our, our entree into practicing gratitude, and that is the mudita practice for ourselves. And when you can open up the door of gratitude, then you have a really um, effective ally along the whole path. When the mind is in a state of gratitude, we appreciate all we have. We don't fall into greed because we appreciate all that we've got. And we don't fall into aversion because we're appreciative of what we got. So it keeps the mind in this very uh, kind of pure place. And the Buddha said three people are rare in this world. One is a Buddha, and one is someone who's grateful. When you meet someone who's grateful about their life, there is a really beautiful quality to that both of joy and also of humility. Because we sort of realize, I, I don't own the conditions of my life. I didn't make the circumstances of my life the way it is. Something has unfolded of which I'm the happy recipient. So it's a lovely quality to discover and uh, to cultivate. So we'll be doing that. <laughs> Throughout the people that we practice with, I'm going to ask you to focus your attention on what's happy in their lives, what's going well for them. This in itself is a tremendous practice. Normally, our habitual turn of mind is to focus on the imperfections in life. What's wrong in our life? What's wrong with the world? What's wrong with other people? That's just kind of the way we look out for danger or problems. When we see the world through that lens, we tend to feel the weight of the imperfection. And I think this is a common human tendency to look out for the problems. So part of what the mudita practice does is it just redresses that balance. We choose for a period of time to look at the beautiful in the world as it reflects through the lives of beings. This is not that we exclude the other. It's not that we deny it. It's not that we're trying to push it aside or turn away from it. Because we, we find a place for that through the practice of compassion. 
but it's a way to balance our understanding of life so that we really develop a mind that's not biased in one direction or the other. Pollyanna only wants to see what's happy and optimistic and positive. Eeyore only wants to see what's gloomy and about to go wrong and negative. So you might discover in the midst of this investigation of the Brahma Viharas whether your temperament is more Pollyanna or more Eeyore. <laughs> but what we want to find as, a, as a, a good meditator is a mind that's balanced in the middle and is open to the reality of whatever presents. Not leaning automatically one way or the other, but open to both. One teacher, Sayadaw Upandita from Burma, great meditation master, defined mindfulness as readiness. So that's what we're developing through the Brahma Viharas, a heart that is ready for anything. If the beautiful comes, we can respond with uh, joy. If the difficult comes, we can respond with compassion. And our heart is free enough, unburdened enough, to go in either direction. So first we have to practice doing that through these um, fabricated meditations, compassion and mudita. So today we'll be exploring that realm of happiness and the beautiful in life. When you bring, let's say, your friend or your benefactor to mind, but let's say your friend, because there's often a little more complexity here, notice that you can choose to focus on what's difficult in your friend's life, or you can choose to focus on what's going well in your friend's life. And notice how just that act, which is basically of perception, will bring out different feelings. So we start to find we have some choice in how we perceive the world. I was talking with someone in an interview today that when we meet somebody and we automatically bring to mind their shortcomings, we feel one way about them. When we meet somebody and we focus on their good qualities, we feel another way about them. So this kind of training gives us the choice. How do we want to uh, see the world? How do we want to train the mind? It opens our possibilities. Okay. It also feels good. So, The phrase that we're going to use in um, Mudita the basic one is, um, may your happiness continue. But the kind of longer version that I'll, I'll offer as an option is, may your happiness and good fortune continue. May they increase, may they never wane. But very simply, you could say, may your happiness continue, or the phrase I most often use is, may your happiness and good fortune continue. And as you say it, you're tuning into what's going well in somebody's life. So you can tune into the big things that are going well. It could be their, uh, their home situation, a family life, relationship, children, financial circumstances, health, any of those kind of big areas. You can also tune into li little things. You know, your, your friend um, just bought a new sweater, a new dress that they really like. They found a new musician whose music they really dig and they've just bought a couple of CDs and love listening to that. 
Um, they love the summertime because a lot of hummingbirds come to their yard and they have a feeder out. So you can think of very little things, you can think of big things, you can think of all the different kinds of things that bring joy to someone's life. As we open up to all beings, if you do the practice in a consistent way, I think you'll find, I've found, that every being that I can turn my attention to, I can find some spark of happiness, welfare, contentment in their life. And that itself is uplifting for me. Sometimes I, you know, I think I, we, we all see the reach of sorrow in the world and we forget to see the reach of happiness or joy of pleasure. So again, it redresses the balance. So, in terms of the phrase, may your happiness and good fortune continue is the basic one. If you like, you can add, may they increase, may they never wane. Some people like, I appreciate your happiness, I appreciate your good fortune, or I appreciate the blessings in your life. When you come to yourself, it may, it may feel a little too self-centered to say, may my happiness and good fortune continue. And then you might prefer to say, I am grateful for the blessings in my life or I appreciate the blessings in my life. So I'll suggest these phrases as we go, but I wanted to give you a preview and maybe you can start to feel which, which one you'd like to use. So I think that's enough of an introduction. Let's begin with uh, the meditation. So again, please sit comfortably so that your body feels as joyful as possible. Letting any areas of holding be relaxed. Bringing your attention first just into your body posture. And within the body posture, finding your heart center, resting the attention in your chest. And now look around the circle of your friends and family, the people that you know, and bring to mind somebody who's currently experiencing a lot of good circumstances in their life. Someone whose happiness or contentment is easy to feel. Traditionally, it's said that we bring to mind somebody who, when we think of them, makes us smile. And again, it could be uh, a friend or a peer. It could be a child could be an animal. So take a moment and just see who you'd like to bring in as the person that we'll call the happy person. 
So please uh, choose your happy person and bring them into this moment with you. If you can see them in an image, that can be helpful. See them with a smile on their face or feel their presence. Feel the glow you feel around them. And let your attention go to all the things that are going well in that person's life right now. All the big things, all the little things. And with a sense of appreciation for this person's good circumstances, expressing that appreciation with a phrase of mudita, may your happiness and good fortune continue. Or, I appreciate the good fortune in your life. Or, I appreciate the blessings in your life. Or the simplest form of the mudita phrase, I'm happy that you're happy. So to continue to connect with your happy person and gently repeating the phrase that expresses this wish for them.
And then bringing yourself into the meditation. Taking a moment to connect with yourself through your body here and now, or through an image. And as you connect with yourself, let yourself bring up all the things in your life that are going well right now. All the circumstances that you can feel grateful for. All of us can at least be grateful that we have adequate shelter, clothing, and food. Most of us, reasonable health care. Much of the world does not have these. <coughs> and all the other things in life your life, that you appreciate. And so with a sense of the blessings in your life and directing the mudita phrase to yourself, you might say, I appreciate the happiness and good fortune in my life. Or I'm grateful for the blessings in my life. Or if you'd like, you can try the traditional phrase, may my happiness and good fortune continue.
Now bringing in uh, either your benefactor or your good friend. Feeling their presence and your connection to them. And as you connect, let yourself focus on all the things that are going well in this person's life. All the sources of their happiness and enjoyment in life. with a sense of all the things that this person has to be grateful for and sending your mudita phrase to them. May your happiness and good fortune continue. Or I appreciate your blessings. Or I'm happy that you're happy.
And in the last minutes of the sitting, um, extending the mudita from yourself, beginning to go outward. First, just taking in all the people who are sitting close to you in the meditation hall. Everyone who's just immediately around you. Maybe you have an image of who's sitting near you. And have a sense that the wish for their happiness can extend from your heart center and touch those who are in front of you, to your right and left. And so you can say that your phrase for mudita and have a sense that it's reaching out and touching those near you. And if you remember any faces, you might let them just stay in your mind for a moment as you say the phrase. May your happiness and good fortune continue. May they increase. May they never wane. And extending still further, suffusing the space in the hall, pervading the hall with your appreciative joy, letting it reach out to everyone who's here. As you recall different people, you might remember the smiles on their faces, moments of happiness, whatever you intuit about the happiness in their life. May all your happiness and good fortune continue. And then extending still further, taking in all the beings on this land, the staff who've looked after us, all the creatures of the land, the deer, the turkeys, the lizards and birds, and outward in an unlimited way. Friends and family at home, and partners, and children, and parents. All the human beings on this earth, all the creatures of this earth. May all beings' happiness and good fortune continue. May they increase. May they never wane. Have a sense that your appreciative joy can reach out in a really limitless way to include all beings everywhere.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.